I'm Damien Fowler. And I'm Ailey Sleffering. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. The Current is your deep dive into the future of TV, media, and data-driven marketing, all explained in plain English. We talk to the biggest names in digital marketing, and this week we sit down with Zach Kitschke, the CMO of Canva. Founded in 2012 in Australia, Canva is an online design and visual communication platform whose mission is to empower everyone in the world to design anything they want. The platform has a loyal following of freelancers and educators numbering in the millions, but recently the company launched new products for global brands and agencies, making it a rival to the likes of Adobe's Creative Cloud Suite. Canva was just ranked number three on CNBC's annual Disruptor 50 list. Following its announcement last November, it was supercharging its products with AI-powered tools. It also noted that Disney CEO Bob Iger, amongst others, has an investment stake in the company. Zach joined Canva in 2012 as the head of communications, where he's tracked the rise of the company over the last decade. He was named CMO in February 2021. We started by asking him about his career journey at this dynamic company. It's definitely never something that I had an aspiration for. And so I think what has been really helpful along my way has been trying lots of different things. During high school, I really wanted to be a journalist. And my plan was always to go and study journalism and become a journalist. But life sort of took its course. And so, you know, I was, I was sort of one of only a few people uh, when we first launched. So you know, doing customer service, I spent some time then in product, built out our, our HR and people function, and then found my way to marketing. But I think putting your hand up and getting involved with different areas and projects is definitely a really excellent path because it um, you know, gives you a sort of sense of breadth and ability to bring different pieces together. 10 years in a startup is, I don't know if they're like their dog years, <laughs> startup years um, could feel like, you know, every year is a huge adventure. And, and when a company is growing from five people to 50 people to 100 people, it really is a different organization uh, every step along the way. You know, that's been, I'd say, one of the most yeah, interesting things and probably what's kept me excited and energized is that there's always a different set of problems to solve. In the early days, you know, we would literally sit around, uh, you know, looking at our dashboard and there'd be like a handful of signups and you'd be going, how are we going to find the next five, 10, um, you know, people to, to use the product? You know, in those days, it was really about how do we just get the word out and build sort of excitement and interest in the product. That kind of meant we were doing things like partnering with local libraries to run design workshops. So we'd, we'd sort of advertise a workshop, like come and learn about how to create, you know, your social media content or design branding for your business and, and sort of use that as a little hook to get people into the product and, and sort of playing around with Canva through to today. And some of the challenges, you know, are a lot more about building the team these days where we're three and a half thousand people globally. So continuing to evolve and, and sort of maintain our culture, you know, and, and sort of tackle new frontiers along the way as well. At what point did the company go from being this, you know, startup outfit in Sydney, Australia to being this global brand? Were there, what was the inflection point where you realized this is global, this is going to get big? The thing that drew me to Canva actually was the power of the mission. And, you know, Mel, our, our CEO, actually came up with the idea when she was teaching design software back in Perth. And she was teaching students how to use tools like Photoshop and InDesign while she was studying at university. And she just 
continued to be struck by what a complicated process it was, what a steep learning curve was to actually be able to design, how expensive it was. Mind you, this was at the point when design software still came in a box and would cost thousands of dollars, which was a a lot as a student, and then would take months, if not years, to learn just how to create simple graphic. So she came up with this idea to make it simple and bring it online. And, and that was really the vision that she set out with Canva. And we you know, have been working towards that mission, which is to empower the world to design since day dot. And we really mean the world. So, you know, no matter your income, no matter your age, your skill level or, or where you might be in the world, we believe that visual communication and sort of the need to express yourself visually is really a, um, a universal need. And so the ambition's always been there, I'd say. Mel and Cliff spent, you know, months and months and months in San Francisco pitching hundreds of investors, you know, only to be knocked back time and time again. But they persisted and, and I guess were able to bring together a, you know, a small number of people that believed in the potential of, of that mission. People like Lars Rasmussen, who was a co-founder of Google Maps. And, you know, we were able to, you know, launch the product, build a lot of excitement in the early days. We had more than 50,000 people on our waiting list prior to launch. You know, people were so excited about what we were building, you know, so that kind of fueled the team and, and drove the excitement. Uh, A little bit later on, we caught the eye of Guy Kawasaki, who was the former chief evangelist of Apple. We realized he was actually using Canva for his social media content. So all those little steps along the way, I think, help, you know, give you that belief to continue on. Yeah. And now even Disney's an investor. Yeah. Yeah. We're very fortunate to be working with Bob Iger. Could you now give us a sense of the scale now of the audience worldwide? How many users are on the platform? We have over 130 million people using the platform each and every month in literally every corner of the globe. So in 100 languages, 190 countries. For everything from schools using it in the classroom, 30 million students and teachers these days, through to the Fortune 500, so 85% of those companies using the platform now too. I'm really interested to ask you about how Canva has moved in the direction of enterprise. As you just mentioned, you know, you started out as a consumer-facing product. Why did you want to build in that direction? It comes back to our mission, which is to empower the world to design. And we mean the whole world. And so, you know, a big part of our vision was really to power every aspect of visual communication, whether people are creating presentations or video content, you know, websites, whiteboards, um, the list goes on and on and on. More recently, you know, the last few years, we launched a product called Canva for Teams, which really unlocks the power of Canva for organizations to be able to, to come in and, and leverage Canva, but more importantly, to be able to define and centralize their brand guidelines and their brand assets, and then be able to enable you know, everyone in the organization to create on-brand brand content. But you know, these days, we've got organizations like Marriott Hotels using Canva to um, enable their hotels in different parts of the world to create marketing materials that are that are locally relevant but sort of consistent with the brand um you know salesforce using it for their internal learning and development and training you know reddit rolled out their sort of full rebrand so it's been really interesting seeing how organizations have been embracing it to achieve their goals as well i was just reading you'd published a visual economy report that found 85 percent of global business leaders agree that communicating visually has more authority than any other form how are companies using the platform to scale their, their own brands? One of the big challenges that we've heard time and time again from organizations is this challenge of bridging their brand with the rest of the organization. And so, you know, in almost every organization you speak to, you have an incredible creative team, either internally or externally, that spends all this time and, and brings their expertise to lovingly craft a brand. But 
there's not been an effective way really to hand over that brand to ensure that the rest of the organization can actually use it. And so more often than not, a brand gets handed over in a you know two or three hundred page PDF brand book these days that sort of gathers dust on the, on the shelf. And so you know with Canva, what we've recently launched with our brand hub is the ability for creatives to go in and centralize all of their brand assets, you know templates, colors, fonts, logos, imagery with the guidelines, but then, you know, more importantly, make that available to you know, everyone that might be creating things like presentations or video content or social collateral. And so bridging the gap between those two worlds. I mean, just because you're a marketer or content creator does not mean you're naturally good at designing or art, as I know myself. Um, so you wrote for Fast Company that design literacy is just as much of a necessity for marketers, creatives, content producers. Can you talk about why you believe basically that it's important to democratize creativity? We live in a more visual world than ever before. It's crazy to me to reflect, you know, these days on when we first launched. It was it was about a year into our journey when I remember Facebook came out and announced that they were going to start prioritizing photos in the newsfeed, which is... Uh, Bizarre to sort of think about now. We lived in a world where um, it wasn't just imagery uh, everywhere. The world has just become completely visual. And I think that's been accelerated in the way that we work over the past few years. We're talking right now through through a screen <laughs> and uh, and many of the, the meetings that we all have these days, uh, you know, over Zoom or, or Teams. And as a result, the majority of organizations are actually investing these days in visual literacy training, training their teams on design fundamentals and the tools to actually express concepts and work in, in a visual way that visuals are one of the most effective ways for us to communicate, whether it's nailing that pitch to, to win a new customer or client or delivering an exceptional lesson as a teacher, defining a brand that, that really resonates as a small business. They're all examples of that. Switching gears a little bit, in March, Canva introduced an AI function to its app. Can you share with me some examples of how AI is currently being used? We did have a big moment in March with our Canva Create event. It was really exciting. It was a big moment for us where we launched a whole host of new features leveraging AI. Things like magic design, where you could describe a design that you'd like to be generated with a text prompt and, and we'd surface designs for you, the ability to automatically edit your video to a beat. One of the most popular has been, you know, Magic Edit, where you can add or remove components of a photo. So we've seen lots of people <laughs> um, all over the internet uh, updating their personal photos to professional headshots. You love the photo, but you're in a t-shirt being able to swap that out for a suit and things like that. And I guess what we have really thought about with AI is looking at that design journey. How can we help someone go from the idea or concept or what they're trying to achieve to the end goal as quickly as possible? And you know, in a similar way to technology, you know, smartphones, tablets, high-speed internet that was emerging in 2013 that really allowed for Canva to be born. We, you know, seeing this this sort of similar inflection point now with the technology that's emerging, creating total new ways to to reimagine the design process, which has been incredibly exciting to see the response and the things that people are creating. And with AI, obviously, there's a a lot of challenges out there as well: plagiarizing photos, images. 
falls under that. How is Canva looking to work through these issues or avoid them altogether? We've really taken a a super conservative approach. First and foremost, everything for us starts with our values and our purpose. And so, you know, one of our core values is to be a force for good. For example, we don't allow any engagement around political or health-related content. We've also got a, a very substantial education user base. So we haven't made a lot of these features available in an education context. And we've definitely taken the approach that it's a really fast moving space and sort of being cautious in, in terms of, of how we approach it and, you know, and sort of really learning along the way and, and making sure that we're um, building the right things in a safe way for our community. In terms of your own brand marketing, how have you positioned yourself in this space? We've talked a lot about the actual product, but you know, in terms of what you're thinking as the marketer, I mean, one of the most interesting things to me about Canberra is the fact that you have a very much user-led marketing strategy. Could you talk a little bit about that and how that works for you? The community, our community is really at the heart and center of, of everything that we do. People often say we're a product-led company, but I'd argue we're a, a community-led company. Uh, and that goes back really to those very early days where you know we were running those design workshops with people prior to launch testing our products you know hundreds of times with real people and and sort of iterating you know based on their feedback and over time the scale that we're at has evolved but we've hung on to a lot of those practices and we've really approached that from a marketing point of view too so one of our greatest drivers of our growth really is word of mouth and community and, and virality and so you jump onto Twitter or TikTok or wherever it might be, and there's literally hundreds of thousands of people that are sharing their Canva tips and tricks and supporting one another. So we've really tried to support and foster that natural community. To give you a sense of, of how that's come to life, our education community for teachers is now one of our biggest around the world. We've got literally hundreds of thousands of teachers that you know, connect and share with one another. So sharing things like their lesson plans, um, you know, tips and tricks in, in Canva, how they've decked out their classroom. It's been amazing to see that community in many cases go from being something that's been online to, you know, real world relationships. And that extends to other areas to small businesses, freelancers, creators and, and photographers that contribute to the platform as well. And we bring the community in on our product development, share new features and functionality with them first and foremost. At Create, it was really exciting. We gathered the list of most requested features across our community. We were able to to deliver um, some of those most requested features, which the community were really excited about. Things like, you know, layers and and grids and gradients uh, that the people have been asking for. So that sort of feedback loop is really important to us. Given that sort of high visibility across all these millions of users, do you still feel the need to have brand campaigns specifically for different channels? Do you still create and launch brand campaigns? We do. And the the reason is while we're 130 million people across our community these days, as I mentioned earlier, our aspiration is really to empower the whole world to design and the world's a really, really big place. I think there's several billion internet users. We often joke internally that we're, um, <laughs> say that we're 1% of the way there. So we've got a, you know, a long road um, ahead. And so for marketing, one of our priorities really is how do we introduce Canva to the many people that haven't yet discovered the product and the platform. Things like brand building are a, are a key part of doing that. What are your kind of KPIs that you use to evaluate the success of your marketing efforts? Uh, holistically... You know, we're we're really looking at sort of familiarity and awareness of Canva and and ultimately our user adoption. And then within within marketing, we measure different components in different ways, depending on what it might be. So on brand specifically, we um 
you know, we very much look at awareness metrics. So we'll, we'll track, you know, over time, how are we shifting the dial on, on sort of top line awareness and, and consideration? And, um, you know, one of the interesting things I think about Canva too is many people are familiar uh, these days than, than maybe they were a few years ago, but they may only know us for, you know, one use case. So they might know us for social media or they might know us for presentations, uh, but our products uh, evolved so much in the past few years. And so one of the big jobs, you know, we have to do is, is actually just to showcase the breadth and make people familiar with some of the other things that might help them in their design journey. Our most recent campaign, which is running right now in the US, really introduces the Canva visual suite. And so it showcases and heroes those different products and, and how they can be used to, to achieve you know, people's goals. So showcasing our website experience, our whiteboard experience, our video experience, our docs experience, uh, you know, some of the products that people might be less familiar with. In order to uh, feature those new products, are there any new like channels you're looking to experiment in? Uh, we're always experimenting. So it's definitely a big part of our approach with every campaign that we do, we have a component that we're testing and, and trying new things. Specifically for this year, we've been really leaning into events. We've found experiential has been you know, a really exciting frontier for us. So that's one example. We had obviously the, the Camera Create event in March, which had an incredible reception. We had over one and a half billion people tune in and, and register for that event. So, you know, the, the strength of our community really shone through there. So we've been leaning a lot more into events as people are coming back in person on sort of the digital side, like testing and, and sort of leaning into um, new channels and, and formats as well. Obviously doing a lot in the community space. So for us, it's really about, you know, just chipping away at that mission. One big focus at the moment is on the enterprise space. So we've really doubled down on our product there, Canva for Teams, and that's one frontier. And then I'd say the other would be international. So a big part of our growth has been from our various markets around the world. Canva's used in 100 languages. You know, we've long been available as a product. We've really been leaning in to more hyper-local marketing over the last few years. So the Philippines, where we've seen you know, phenomenal growth and, and that's been really led on the ground by our, our team there, really building out you know, programs that resonate at the local level. So a lot of community building, you know, local events, PR, content, um, and things like that. So yeah, that's a, a big focus for us this year as well. And that's it for The Current. Stay tuned because next time we'll have David Sandstrom, the CMO of Klarna. The brand is very much like a door opener or more a stage for us to communicate what we are and what we do, right? So the brand is just a reflection of what we promise with the product. The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Love and Caliber. The Current podcast team includes Chris Brooklier and Kat Fessy. And remember, the world has just become completely visual. Visuals are one of the most effective ways for us to communicate. I'm Elise. And I'm Damien. And we'll see you next time.